0: Welcome to the Complex Problems, Simple Solutions, Discussions on Homelessness podcast. We explore resources, experiences, and the goals of advocates and outreach volunteers who offer services and support to our unhoused neighbors throughout Washington State. Our hope is to provide a more compassionate understanding of their experiences and the obstacles they face as they pursue their goals. Hello, I am the host of Complex Problems, Simple Solutions, Anton Preisinger. I formed the nonprofit organization Northwest Hospitality in 2016 to pursue my outreach goals and better support vulnerable neighbors where I lived and worked. When communities are encouraged, complex problems can be conquered by simple solutions. We look forward to having you participate in our discussions, and thank you for listening. Northwest Hospitality's annual benefit is coming up on March 9th, 2024. Come looking forward to live music, fun games, great auction items, including our very first live auction, and dinner, catered by Ripe Catering, based in Seattle. The benefit is going to be held at Leif Erickson Hall in Ballard. Tickets are currently available on our website for $125 each, or you can get a table for eight for 800 $800. This year's benefit is very generously being sponsored by Amp Studio LLC and by Express Employment Professionals in Bremerton. You can find all this information and more, including a link to buy tickets at bit.ly slash nwhspringbenefit, and we look forward to seeing you there. I'm recording this episode on January 24th, 2024, and I've been busy this week already helping Kitsap County with their point-in-time count. So I figured it would be a good opportunity for us to share with you, our listeners, what the point-in-time count is and uh, kind of our feelings about it and why it's kind of silly and why it's kind of really important. So to start, the point-in-time count is a National survey of people who are unsheltered or using shelter services. It is mandated by HUD and each county is required to count the people living in their jurisdiction who don't have proper housing. It requires the count, but it does not specify how it should be counted. So each county, each state runs their counts differently, and they're allowed to make up their own procedures so long as they stay consistent and follow a certain set of rules. Most counties, if you look up your county name and then the words point-in-time, you'll be able to find a lot of the details for your specific area. I've been involved with the point-in-time count in Kitsap County for several years now. As a volunteer, in 2022, Kitsap County actually contracted Northwest Hospitality to run the count itself, so I was responsible for it that year, and I'm I'm continuing to volunteer for it as the years go by. So I have a lot of experience with uh, the point-in-time count in Kitsap County. And in years past, Kitsap County has coordinated resource fairs, uh, which kind of went away during the pandemic, uh, during the height of the pandemic. They have coordinated volunteer outreach, and the, the key part of the point-in-time count is that it's a snapshot count that is focused around a single night in the year so that all the counties, all the jurisdictions are counting people at the same time so that we know where people are over that single night. This year, that night is Thursday, January 25th. Last year, due to, I believe, a COVID issue, uh, it had gotten postponed to February in Kitsap County. So occasionally they They shift things around if they need to, but they try to make it all consistent across the board. So that's typically how Kitsap County has run their point in time count, sending out volunteers into the community early in the morning after the night that they want to know where people stayed. They'll send volunteers all over the county and count as many as they can in a few hours. And that's the, that's the number that they report to the county and the county reports to HUD. This year, Kitsap County has made some adjustments, which I think are going to make for a more accurate and useful count. They are still using volunteers, but they're bringing back the resource fair, and they're staffing those fairs for surveys with the volunteers. While the volunteers survey people at those events, they're relying more on the contracted outreach teams and the Local nonprofits who work with the communities in the field to get those counts uh, throughout the week, so I've spent the last two days looking for the people that I work with frequently uh, and asking them if they'd like to participate in the survey. This is a lot more efficient and it it gets better data because I know the people that I am surveying and they know they can trust me, and we can build on that relationship and Get better data for the count. Whereas if a unknown volunteer approaches someone, it's more likely that they don't want to participate or they don't want to share as, as much information. And we'll get to it later, but I think it's important that people know that they can, that this information collected during the point in time count survey is not going to be used against them in any way. It's, it's not used to help jurisdictions find where people are so that they can then go try to move them along. I will throw this caveat in, in, however, that I'm confident that is the case in Kitsap County. I'm confident that is the case in Pierce County. I'm not confident that I can say the same for other places around the state of Washington and throughout the country. I wish I could be, but the best way to know if... You can trust the survey as an unhoused person is to ask the unaffiliated outreach workers in your area, the mutual aid teams, that are going to know the people conducting the survey, how that data is going to be used. They are not allowed to use it in a way that's going to harm the community of unhoused people, but that may not be followed to the T in all jurisdictions, unfortunately. Other jurisdictions may conduct their counts, their surveys differently. So I believe, and I've never participated in Pierce County, but I I understand that the strategy used in Pierce County is that they use volunteers and send them out very late at night or even early in the morning, like 2 o'clock in the morning on January 25th. And I, I think, I'm not sure about this year. 2024, but I think this is how they've done it in the past, just to illustrate that each jurisdiction takes a different strategy. I think they've sent volunteers out to conduct the surveys mostly by counting tents and counting vehicles that appear to have residents and not interacting individually with the people who are living in those situations to collect more information about their experience, but just to get a head count and estimation of how many people are where, which has its benefits, goes quicker, you can cover more ground, but you get much less detailed information about why somebody ended up in the situation they're in, where they may call home, why they're in the area, what resources they're looking for, what resources they feel will help them get out of homelessness. Those are key parts of this survey that that we want to be sharing with the leadership so that they can make Better decisions about what kind of funding to request, how to direct that funding, and what kind of resources our neighbors require. Like I said earlier, each jurisdiction gets to make its own decision about how to perform the the survey. And King County, Seattle last year in 2023, I believe, I'm fairly certain it was 2023, King County actually got a waiver to not do the point in time count because they challenged its accuracy and validity and wanted to test out some other method. And I've, I've never been able to learn what alternative they tried. I'm hoping it was successful. I'm hoping it met the needs of their community, but I do believe they're back to doing the point in time count this year. So I'm not sure. So that shows the the wide range of strategies and feelings and part of the reason that King County decided to try a different method is because that it is the point in time count is widely regarded as extremely flawed by even the people who conduct the surveys and handle the data and and provide the reports to HUD. Everybody knows that this is not an accurate way to report the numbers of people who need help. And so it's a it's a bit of a conflict for everybody who does the outreach because we need quality numbers in order to make our arguments that we need more resources, but people don't trust the survey because we've never gotten quality numbers and the numbers that we are reporting are not yielding the types of resources that our communities need. So there's a, conflict there when i go out and i perform the survey it's not uncommon for people to laugh at me and say oh you're wasting your time you're wasting my time why are you doing this and i can't i can't disagree with them when they say those things it is a s- flawed process it probably won't do what we need it to but we still need to do the best we can so that eventually hopefully it gives us what we need to appropriately respond to the needs of our community. So all that to say that the point-in-time count, while extremely flawed, and hopefully, hopefully getting slowly better, is also extremely important. And wherever you live, be aware of when your county, when your jurisdiction is holding its point-in-time count, and find ways to be involved with that, whether that is volunteering to do outreach and surveying yourself, whether that is getting involved with a local mutual aid team so that you can get to know your community throughout the year. And then when that time comes for the survey, you know where to go to connect people with the survey and you can benefit from that relationship with your neighbors to collect better data and hopefully in the long run provide them with better services. Find a way to be involved if you're able to and our communities will be stronger for it. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of Complex Problems, Simple Solutions. Please subscribe and follow us. Find us on our website at www.nwhospitality.org. Sign up for our newsletter to get all the updates. We'd love to stay in touch. You can shoot us an email at info at nwhospitality.org.